Welcome to Resellology Podcast. My name is Melissa Vandridge, and I am a full-time reseller. This podcast is mainly about my business and about what I'm doing with my business. It's mainly to document my journey and to be able to A, reflect on where I've been and how far I've come, but also to try to help people along the way. Today's episode is basically for all you part-timers out there, for the part-timers that want to go full-time one day. I wanted to do this full-time because I wanted my time back. I wanted the ability to be able to be sick and not have to worry about it, not have to ask permission to be sick. I didn't want to ask for permission to go on vacation. I didn't want to ask for permission to take a holiday off if I wanted it or to take a holiday week off if I wanted it. I didn't want to ask permission to just fuck off in the middle of the day and go see a movie. I mean, that's the great thing about working for yourself. Now, you can work for yourself and have too much of that. You are your own worst enemy, let me tell you. So you have to be committed and you have to be self-directing and you have to be kind of task-oriented in, in a way. Otherwise, you're probably not going to do well doing uh, being an entrepreneur or just doing anything full-time for yourself. That said, what I think is imperative that a lot of people don't even talk about is look at your current expenses, right? So right now, write down everything you spend money on. I bet you money you're spending money on things that you don't realize, right? So good ways to do it. Uh, I get text alerts for things that I've basically spend money on, so I can look at my texts for some of them. Uh, look at your bank statements. That's actually a pretty good indication of what you're spending your money on. Credit cards, look at your credit card statements. What are you spending money on? And write it all down. Write it all down for like a month's worth. You'll have a bank statement and a credit card statement, or credit card statements if you have more than one credit card, to write it all down. Do you have a car payment? Do you have a mortgage? Write it all down. Now, there are two buckets, basically. There are expenses you have to spend, car, mortgage, food, that kind of stuff. Electricity, heat, um, if you, I have gas heat, so I don't have electric heat. I have gas heat, so I have to spend electric and gas. Um, you know, write all the essentials down. Now, don't include Netflix in your essentials because it is not an essential thing that you need in order to survive as a human being. Write down only the things under your essential list that you must have in order to survive and relative comfort, right? And on the other bucket, it'll be all the fluff all the stuff you don't need. Going out to eat, that's fluff. Going out to Starbucks every day, fluff. Netflix, fluff. Although I do think it's a necessary fluff. So I will be an advocate for you to keep Netflix um, because it keeps me sane sometimes. Um, Hulu, fluff. I like Hulu too, but you get what I'm saying. Cable, fluff. You don't need cable. Now internet, not fluff. Put internet in your must-have because you were gonna if you're doing this you're running an internet business even if you're doing Facebook market Facebook marketplace still doing partially online um, and so you need that even if you have a phone still that's not fluff cell phone not fluff you need your cell phone probably for pictures and and things like that so and and some people they'll be like well yeah duh but others 
don't think of things like this, right? So look at your two buckets and see what you can pare down. Now you don't have to pare down everything. You don't have to live like you're a cave person. You know, you, you work for your money. You want to enjoy things in life. You don't want to work and do nothing, right? Keep your Netflix, right? But maybe lose your Starbucks. Start making coffee from home. It's way cheaper um, and it's not necessary, right? Maybe, I mean, you could look at your, what you spend on food because sometimes we spend a lot in like other things and not, but it depends on how much you're spending on food in the first place, right? Now, I love the experts on what they say is you should be spending $100 per per month per person. No, that's bullshit because I'll tell you now, I don't think we could survive on $200 in food for me and my husband because we do buy a lot of organic stuff. That's one thing I'm not willing to budge on. So I will keep that as kind of high. Like I spend more money on good food than I do on other things. Now what we're cutting out now, we as a couple are cutting out, going out to eat a lot. So we have a couple friends we go out to eat with. So we're not going to go out to eat on our own. And we're going to wait for our friends to like ask, hey, you want to go out to eat? And that's when we're going to go out to eat is when they want to go out to eat. Not when we just want to do it willy nilly because we don't want to cook. No, we're cooking more cook at home. Learn to cook. If you can't cook, learn to cook. Um, yeah, because if you're going out to eat for every meal, you're spending so much more money than you need to. Learn to cook. It's not hard. You can cook basic small things um, that you can make large amounts of some basic stuff that can last you and you can have leftovers. I know some people are out there like, I don't do leftovers. You don't have to, you know, eat gruel, but come on have some leftovers it's a good way to it's a good way to be let me tell you it's good on the pocketbook once you get that under control then you have a workable number right um i mean you could go with your number without changing it it's just going to be harder to obtain so if you're spending four thousand dollars a month in bills like i could easily do in my area i mean i have a high cost of living I live in, I live near Seattle, Washington. I live in Everett, actually. So Everett's actually significantly less than Seattle, but still higher than like Tennessee, right? Or Oklahoma. So if you're living in the middle of the country, you're going to have a much lower cost of living. So it might be easier for you to make that leap than if you are on a coastal city that has a much higher cost of living that you will have to kind of overcome a a much bigger hurdle that way because rent, mortgage, whatever is going to be more expensive than it is if you live in the middle of the country. Now, on the opposite, I think the opportunity on the coasts are probably better except, well, I don't know because, I mean, people that live in Col- near Colorado, like near Denver, they have great bins, you know, or great ways in Georgia. I see people that have great opportunities for, you know, finding thrifted stuff. So it just it really depends on where you live. You know, there are some places in America that don't have that much opportunity, and that probably is a big challenge as well. And the single skill that you can hone in right now before you go full-time is your time management skill. That's going to be your best friend. Figure out your process. And if you don't have a good process, find another one. Find a better one. But the only way you're going to find a better one is if you document the current one. So document what you're currently doing time yourself, time yourself 10 times doing that. See if someone will time you 
get a friend to time you or or a kid or somebody your husband your wife whatever your partner if you don't like those kind of titles have someone time you and if you have to do it yourself then do it yourself but at any rate time every activity you do see how long it's taking you to do things don't just go off what you think is taking you because you're going to be wrong either way you either are faster than you think you are or you're slower than you think you are you want to know for sure how slow or fast you really are and for some people it's hard to do that so do your best to kind of look at yourself in in a true light but then you can make improvements from there so if you know where your base is you can make improvements but if you don't know what your base is you cannot make an improvement because you have no idea where you're starting from and then you can work on how long it takes you to, to make, take the pictures, to post, to cross-list if you do. Um, if, are you cross-listing on your own and not using a service like List Perfectly? Um, then you're, you're hurting yourself. I think List Perfectly has really increased, has given me back a lot of time because it's so easy. I just build my, I'm now used to building my initial listing endless perfectly and so it's so much easier now because I'm much faster because it's I know the fields and then I it's easy to disseminate it to different platforms what's gonna save you time that's what you want to invest in as well because that's going to be your best friend going forward I think reinvesting your money is kind of crucial to any success in this business so if you only spend like $100 and you keep only spending that $100, you're limiting your potential. But if you take that $100 and you make $500 with it, and then you take that $500 and you make $1,500 with it, and you take that $1,500 and you're gonna make 4,000 with it, and then you take that 4,000, I mean, maybe at that point you're like, oh, well, I only need to make 4,000 a month. Okay, great then reinvest whatever you needed to invest to make that 4000 But maybe you want 4000 surplus, right? Um, because you always will need that money to reinvest. So if you are, if you invested $800 and you made like $4,000, but you took all $4,000 for bills, you have nothing to reinvest. So you got to think of that. My biggest suggestion is to reinvest 100% for a couple months for at least a couple months, if not for the first six months. Reinvest everything you can. I mean, unless you're making ridiculous amounts of money, like all of a sudden, then don't reinvest all of it unless you want to grow that fast. And you can grow too fast. So just be mindful, but track it. Make sure you have an Excel spreadsheet or Google Numbers, whatever it's called. Um, I think it's Google Sheets. Anyway, write it all down, figure out what you're spending and reinvest it. And then that you're going to know when the right time is to start pulling money back out for your bills, for whatever you need, you know, in order to transition to full time. And then once you're able to do that, you will be able to understand how much you need to put in every month monetarily in order to maintain a certain amount of money that you want to get back out of it. And that is going to help you exponentially in the future.
Each week, thousands of Americans are opening aspiration accounts. I opened one earlier this year. This is why I opened one, because A, they're not supporting the fossil fuel industry. They don't support pipelines. They don't support oil drilling. Also, they gave me cashback rewards for using my debit card. And I get five free ETM withdrawals each month. And I can earn up to 1% APY interest. That's big. On my checking account. What? Yeah, exactly. I also like that I don't pay any fees. What other banks giving you that choice? Mm, none. None that I can think of. Use the link in the show notes. That is my affiliate link. You get something and I get something. It's a win-win. So sign up. The next thing to think about is your debt. I'm not talking about your mortgage or your car because that's kind of things you need to spend on. What I'm talking about is credit card debt or personal loans or personal lines of credit, which some may or may not be revolving. Either way, you need to get rid of it as best as you can. So first things first, you need to, similar to the last exercise, write down all your debt. Write down who it's to and how much every payment is each month to each place. And then add it up at the bottom. You'll be surprised at how much money you spend on credit cards. And if you want a nauseating step, go to your credit card statements and pull how much interest you paid just last month on all your stuff. Now, omitting your car and your mortgage because that's extra gross because your mortgage depends on where you're at in your loan. Um, it, it starts off really interest really interest heavy and then goes more principal heavy towards the end on houses. And I think, I don't know if cars work the same way, but I know houses work that way. So don't include those. Just like your credit cards and your personal loans and your personal lines of credit. Now, once you've added all that up, I would start making more than your minimum payment. So if all you're doing right now is your minimum payment, make more than that because your minimum payment is designed to keep you in debt. Corporate America needs you to be in debt. When corporate America is doing the best, it's kind of sick. It's people are sick, it's people are in debt, and it's people are poor. That's our current society. So that's another reason to want to break out into a better way of life, right? I think so at least.